12 and 0. What if I was to tell you that mm. one of these teams mm. played the worst game, the sloppiest game that we've seen them play in quite some time, and the other one of these teams played one of the best games they've played all season and yet still lost by darn near 30 points. That's the Georgia-Georgia Tech rivalry, if you'd like to uh, still call it that. Sure. Our team is 12-0. and Our team is headed to the college football playoff, and we've got a lot to say about that here on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Bulldogs here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Daniel, yes. as you said in the open, we're going to overreact. This is this is yes. our overreaction special. Don't come gonna, here for reactions. I'm going to say some things mm-hmm. about a number of players. Okay. And today I mean them. Okay. It may change tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. but Look, today. No one's going to hold you to any of this tomorrow. Quite. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about the GTEC game. We're going to talk about uh, the three phases. We might even get into around college football. And <laughs> Oh, did anything... Did anything happen around we college may football today? React on that because okay. let's let's start here. Daniel. Okay, all right, let's do that. This is the best two years. Okay, in program history. Yeah, that's that's for UGA. There's literally no way that anyone could argue with that. And if you are, you're a Tennessee fan. You, I mean, which that's that's a whole nother situation okay so best two years in program history we took right. care of business it wasn't pretty nope. it was sloppy we're going to get into some things we're not very, but i want to overreact by saying this again mm-hmm. it's it feels redundant at this point but okay, redundancy is a good thing no let's do that we are the pinnacle of we're college f- football undefeated uh-huh daniel yes we haven't lost all year we haven't That's lost right. against anybody within our same division in a generation, according yep. to some some babies out there, well, it feels like it feels like it feels it like that. Um, and we are well on our way to securing the number one spot in college football playoff, and mm-hmm. running through a field of people that couldn't handle their business in the in their situation. No, just defecated all down their legs, because, and yet uh-huh. they're going to find their way. Some of them into said college sure. football playoff, sure. and we'll get to that later. Listen on Tuesday. When we do our little college football playoff ranking, look at yeah. I've got some yeah. things that I would like to say, but I'm going to hold those. I'm going to hold let's, those things. Let's, let's just do quick little snippets until Tuesday. Give me the field against us, if please, you would give me please, please, whatever one. team you're talking about right now. Please, ooh, there's a chance that this the team X might get it. Please let them in. Please let me let me please let them in and put them at four. Please. Sure. I don't care. I would love it. Okay. I would love nothing more. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this Georgia team because, as you Ooh. said, Ooh. Clint, we're fine. Now, 
you mentioned it. Is sloppy play ever a good thing? No, no. it's not. Is undisciplined play, which we were at times, is that ever a good thing? No, it's not. No. It's not characteristic of this Georgia team. And I thought for good chunks of the first half, this Georgia team looked really off. Now, that being said, they gave up a touchdown on the opening drive of the game. And then the fourth string gave up a, gave up a garbage time touchdown late in the game. The defense held Georgia Tech to two yards in the third quarter, Clint. Yes. Two yards yes. in the third quarter. Um the offense wasn't perfect, and yet here we come rolling, rolling at play after play, drive after drive. Yeah. We just yep. put our foot on you and suffocate you. And uh, people don't like the Kentucky game. They don't like this Georgia Tech game. Okay. And They don't like winning? I don't care if you don't like it. So leave a comment and tell me about how much you don't like it. I'm not going to type a response, but here it is. I don't care. No. Because do you know what we didn't do? We didn't come out here at home and lose to J.J. McCarthy. That's That's, right. That's what we didn't do. Do you know what we didn't do? We didn't lose back-to-back weeks to Georgia Tech and NC State when we had a spot in the college football playoff. Do you know what we didn't do? We didn't lose to South Carolina at home when all we had to do was win that game and waltz into the college football. My love for Beamer Ball has well been documented, okay? It's... We keep it in the family. We keep it... Look, here's the deal. this yeah. Georgia team, mm-hmm. Daniel, did exactly what they needed to do. The sloppiest play, the most ridiculously called officiated game I've ever seen. Daniel. I mean, my ever. wife, mild-mannered. The uh, mildest. Really never comments on the game. Enjoys no. the game. Doesn't feel the need to comment on the game. Said... Does it seem like the officiating's all going one direction in this game? The, the like, answer is yes. The answer yes, is it was. It is. Okay. It's yeah. But I want to start where absolutely this game, okay. Daniel, was one for us to keep us in it in the sloppiness of the play. I'm gonna start on on the trenches. Side okay. of this ball. Offensive and defensive line showed Here out we in go. this game. They did. Showed out. They the did. offensive line. Now, look, listen here, G Tech. The things that I look for. This is one of the principles in betting sports. If you get a coach fired and then a new coach comes in and gets his team hyped, uh-huh. I'll bet on that coach because the guys around around Auburn a couple weeks ago, G Tech, they they route around key, yep. and they route around a head coach coming in or interim coach coming in. Which, by the way, hire him right now, Georgia Tech. I don't know what you're doing. No, with they're gonna mess around. I know around, they're, hire I know they're gonna mess around, but whatever. UConn. Oh, gosh. Oh, (laughs) yes, please. But here's the offensive line did their job. Stetson Bennett, for the most part, was not hurried. There was a couple plays that he was hurried, and he escaped, and he ran. But for the most part, he wasn't Mm -hmm. hurried. The offensive line play near the goal line was uh, much improved. Uh, Yep. All things considered, that that run. I thought for a minute it was going to be just as bad early, but but, but it wasn't. It was not. So I know it's Georgia Tech. I know it's a, a decrease in talent level. However, those guys were fired up and our offensive line was playing well. Defensive line was playing well in the same manner. I'm going to get to the to the secondary here in a hot moment. Don't I'm going to just okay. pause on that. 
But the offensive de- defensive line carried this team again, which Daniel should only give you more confidence heading into LSU and heading into the college football playoff. Because all the teams that we have in front of us, literally all of them, mm-hmm. are fundamentally physical and want to run. All of them. And um, you don't do that against us. Not against and us. And we, again, the offensive line, as you said, looked a lot better today. Kenny Mack looked. I'm got, um, I need a whole segment for him. Looked fantastic. We're going to talk about the backs because it's not just him that you need a segment for. Um, we're going to talk about them second segment. But uh, I thought you're absolutely right. This game was won in the trenches. This is the identity of this team. Yeah. So. This team is not as good as last year's team. No, we thought they could be. They are not. They are not. No. College football is not as good as last year's college football. And I present to you as Exhibit A all of the games that have happened. So the team doesn't need (laughs) to be as good. The team doesn't need to be as good, is my point, to win it all. This team does have flaws, but they also have incredible strengths that they are able to leverage and if you look at these games in a vacuum and you say this is the mistake people made last year when they said georgia is going to get beat by michigan georgia is going to get beat in the national championship by alabama you look at these games in a vacuum and you say georgia can't be explosive team x is incredibly explosive sure georgia plays good defense Team X also plays good defense, so the advantage goes to Team X. Well, that's that's not how it works. No. Because when two teams match up against each other, the, you have to beat the guy in front of you. Okay, Correct. You can't just be better on tape than Georgia because there are schools that have maybe better resumes than Georgia. I said on Friday's show, I'll double down and say it again. Michigan's going to be ranked number one on Tuesday, and thank you for that. I am happy about it. Don't care. Michigan has a great resume, but Michigan hasn't played Georgia. I'm not saying they haven't. Ohio State's not a good team, but I'm saying they haven't played Georgia. When you play us, you have to beat us the way that we want to play because yes. Georgia dictates the way the game is played. And so I, I just don't. And that's the thing I think people miss. Again, Kirby won the game this way i saw that very slow moving counter three plays into the game and saw it all game long him wanting to set it up and they just kept going back to it time yeah. and time because you know why kirby wanted it that way for but, a reason it again we've got plenty of things that we're going to talk about about this game okay. the game was sloppy georgia sure. did not look great but if you're here to complain about the georgia bulldogs i just don't want to hear it we're because not here for it. We're 12 and 0. We mm. are the best team in college mm. football this season. We're not the best team in college football history. We're the best team in college football this season, and that's all we have to be. That's right. We have three more games. That's right. To win, and we are going home victors again. So, uh we got more to discuss and we will get to all of it right after Clint tells you about this. 
But first, I want to show you about Upside. Upside is a fantastic app that you use right at your fingerprints, fingertips, right on your phone, wherever you shop, wherever I you mean, do it. I mean, with your fingerprints, technically, I mean, you put it right I mean, it on the true. app. true. But you don't... If you have one of those ask, old phones, it's the face the ID, no, but no, in the old phones, you had to put the ID. fingerprint no, on that's the... That's right. Uh, right at your fingertips. Upside is a fantastic app. Wherever you do your shopping, you record, you use the app at these places, gas station, grocery store, um, maybe at, you know, Delta Airlines, or maybe at, okay. you know, Holiday Inn. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe if a couple money line parlays come into play, maybe that's where you need to go. Maybe. Um, and right now, Upside is giving you your uh, $5 on your first $10 that you use on the app with promo code locked on. Upside, it's not too good to be true. Um, by the way, yeah. you brought it up, and so I'll just I lead did. off this, the I second did. segment with it. Dukes, I thought we were going to get there. I thought we were going to get home. Listen. They robbed us with that punt muff call to end the first half. If that call gets called correctly, this is a totally different game. Dukes, we were robbed. Robbed, Dukes. We were robbed. By the way, Don't, Daniel, pre-production right okay. here. Okay, we need let's, Dukes on let's the talk show. about what we're going to talk about on the we show need today. Dukes, we need Dukes on the show. 13 minutes in. Hey, Let's let's make it happen. Okay. All right, Does he have any experience in front of the camera? Hard I, hard to say. Not as much as these guys right here. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, let's get to these running backs cuz Daniel yeah. Kenny McIntosh is firmly Okay. Last week I said possibly and I would go better than DeAndre Swift. He is firmly entrenched himself well above DeAndre Smith. At this he hit point. that wheel route, Clint. He hit that wheel route, and it was just whoop, go time. Oh, my. Go oh just rock my. you to sleep. Go time. Um, I loved everything about Kenny Mack in this game. I loved everything about Dejan Edwards in yes, this sir. game. Dejan Edwards out here averaging seven yards of carry just like Kenny McIntosh did. That's Two backs averaging seven yards of carry. Kendall Milton obviously had that one big explosive run, so his yards per carry were also through the roof, astronomical. But the two main backs... Um, they were they were as advertised in this game. The offensive 100%. line played great, and I, I mean, I, I just gotta say, I, I'll parlay this conversation into another conversation. You saw him, I know you did. He was out there for one play. I saw, I saw. It was a attempt to draw the other team offsides. <laughs> it was. It was a play that was never going to be snapped. No. And then A.D. Mitchell never saw the field again. But what did we learn, Daniel? You don't put him out there, even as a decoy, if there's not a world in which he's going to go. So he's going to go next week. And, Clint, I have to tell you, it does not come a moment too soon because I like these receivers, and I think these receivers are talented. Marcus Roseme has shown me some things this Ooh. year. Ooh. And he Lad McConkey has gotten over the yips and he has grown back into Lad McConkey, which by the way, Clint. Daniel, don't he sleep was, on he was me this close. being on top of the couch. Why? What? He had, what had happened? He had one cut. Daniel, one oh cut to take that my one back. Gosh, he was right there. He was so close. Um Lad McConkey has come back around. But I'll just be, I'll just be real with you. Right now, mm-hmm. defenses 
do not respect the University of Georgia passing game. Specifically, no, no. they do not respect the wide receiver's ability to hurt them. On and the edge, they don't, Daniel, not whatsoever. They do not. And Georgia Tech had a great game plan in this game. Oh Georgia Tech, gosh. by the way, is playing great defense. They you, held you North said Carolina that, on this podcast last week. You that's right. Everybody. That's right. They Georgia Tech is a sneaky good defensive team, and they had a great game plan, and they executed it fairly well. I thought again, Georgia still almost covered thirty five points in this game, but Georgia just puts their your their foot on your throat and 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 just chokes you out. But early on. Tech had the game plan. Same thing Kentucky did. Yeah. They do not respect the outside threat at all. Now, I'm not saying that that can't get you burned by Stetson Bennett and these current wide receivers, but as of the last few weeks, it has not burned anyone. We need A.D. Mitchell back in this rotation. Something significant. Come. This is what I I learned here. Stock up, stock down from preseason, beginning of the season, Daniel. Who's better? Mm -hmm. Who's worse? Okay. Um, This is more of an off-season conversation. Interesting. Well, I'm I'm, I'm parlaying that to now. Mm -hmm. Like, where have they grown this season? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Lad McConkey, stock is up on him finishing the season. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mid-season, it was murky. What was in the tank? The stock was in the tank. It was penny penny stocks. Now we over here and Lad doing a lot of good things, playing his best ball of the season, which is very good heading into where we need to head. Which is ironic because he had zero catches in this game and he had one carry. So did he he literally did nothing? No, he looked great on the field. Yeah. Um, Rosemi, Jackson, stock up. Guys looking great. He can win those 50 50 balls in the end zone. I love Mm -hmm. it. Arian Smith, probably flat. Okay. Probably flat injury and coming back and all that. I I just need you to catch the ball, man. Just sure handed, man. Like don't don't get ball. it in the gut. Catch with the hands, not I just need you to catch the ball. That's that's all you need to do. AD Mitchell's gonna come back and Daniel, I don't know how to communicate this to dog fans. We have a running game that has dominated. Dominated. Kenny Mack has had his best two games of the entire year. 167 and whatever it was today, averages up over six yards per carry, three tuds in those games. He is he is beast mode right now. That's right. You combine that with AD coming back, and then the game plan totally changes. I don't know how to communicate this to you. It needs to. It, and it's it going to. Will. It's and it's going, going to. to. So because those receivers that you just named – which is, I'll parlay this into the running back conversation because my main point, I'm going to get back to what I was about to say in a second, but my main point was kudos to these running backs for carrying this team. Yes. I know Brock Bowers. I know Stetson Bennett. I know the defense. Okay, I know those those things carry the team. Segment right? three's defense. I get, that. I get that. But kudos to these running backs for really doing some heavy lifting in these several weeks because I'm not sure if you realize this, Clint. When your best wide receiver goes down with injury, you yes. always lose the game. You oh, always lose every game it's, you play. I think it's it's actually mandated. NCAA rules mandate you can't yes, that win is games correct. after that. Okay, good. So kudos to these running backs for really breaking all the rules. They're really getting out here doing the unspeakable things and and letting this Georgia team go 12 and 0 even without our best wide receiver. The difference mm-hmm. 
between those two guys that you said stock up, absolutely. Lad McConkey, stock up better than we thought he was. Yes. Marcus Rosemey, stock up better than we thought he was. And that's sort of just to paraphrase what you were just saying. These guys, these guys have outperformed even our expectations of them, even though they were high. But that's a uh that's not an objective measuring stick, right? No. That's a comparative measuring stick, a subjective measurement. Their ceiling is still way down here. And AD Mitchell's ceiling is still way up here Sky off high. the screen. So it's it's a massive difference yes. when this guy is healthy and in there. And I don't know if he'll be 100% next week against LSU, but oh, he's going to be 100%. Having him back in the rotation is going to change things because it's going to roll coverages in different ways and it's going to there free up don't sleep on there it is. five days too early. Lad McConkey having a huge game in the SEC championship yeah, and game, and that's what fans don't realize. I, I, I wish again we could look and be like, "Oh, it was sloppy. Oh, it was bad." But you have no clue when you take guys out. Defenses are able to adjust, and when you are able to do defense adjusting and not sit on an island, you don't get cooked as much. You the 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 play over the top isn't there because you do too deep safety. That's right. You can do that. Eighty comes back and all of a sudden you can't do that uh we're gonna come back after this talk about this defense but first we'll let you know about nissan this segment is brought to you oh. by and been inspired by the new designs featured across nissan the thrilling designs daniel mm. because thrilling is so key here oh yes uh, we like to the, thrill the we new like to, lineup we do we like to thrill daniel i'll daniel. take the word thrilling just in your mind if uh -huh. you just take the word thrilling highlight okay. it in yellow that's how important it is that's how pursue significant what, it is. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. And the thrilling performance was brought to you, I think, Daniel, uh, quite frankly, by Kenny Mack. Kenny Mack was the yep. thrilling performance of this game. Uh, NissanUSA.com. All right, Clint. So uh, let's shift back to the defensive side of the ball, okay. if I may. Please. Um, I love these linebackers. Yep. I They're love... Hunters. What? They're hunters. They are... They're missiles. I thought Ryan Davis had his best game as a Georgia Bulldog in this Ever. game. Want no, to give him a shout out? Career. Thank you. Yep. I thought Ryan Davis had one of his better games. He did. Um, I still... I mean, I love this defensive line. You know that. When Jalen Carter plays his last game for the University of Georgia, I, I hope I weep tears of joy because we will have just won the national championship. Correct. But at some point, I will weep legitimate tears of sadness that we're never going to get to see him suit up in the red and black again. This is a generational player. Yeah. I don't... It is this, is... this is one of the, if not the best defensive player to ever come through Athens. It, and so, it is. just three more. We got three more. 88 is something is something else. You watch him technique, physicality, mm -hmm. speed, size, brutality. He has it all. Daniel, it's yep. quite a specimen out there. You watch him on the defensive line. Um, he has changed this defense back, Daniel. We kind of hit a blip. There was some inflation happening. The linebackers weren't able to be those heat-seeking missiles that yep. we saw them being. Now they are. Again, Ryan Davis would not have had his best game. 
if Jalen Carter was not in that mix up there. Uh, so it was fantastic. So yes, this defense, Daniel, statistically, statistically, yeah, similar ish to last year. And again, you are nitpicking when you say anything about this defense because again, opening drive of the game, touchdown, sure, and then a garbage time touchdown. Oh my! That, I these are the only points allowed. By this defense, they shut out, shut down Georgia Tech again. We're talking about the second and third quarter. Go look at the total yardage numbers for Georgia Tech yeah. because it is it is eye-opening. It really was. And so you are nitpicking, and I totally understand that. But I saw two things on the defense that I did not care for. Yep. Number one, you're not going to you're not going to care for either. That I'm even bringing it up. 24 got beat again. Okay. Nope. He, <laughs> did, Daniel, he is, did he or did he not? This is this is not even top five concerns for me on this defense. I don't know why it's the first one out of your mouth. It's not my number one concern, but it okay. is one of my only two concerns for this defense. I have two and they're drastically opposite. Yes, he got beat. Malachi Starks got beat. 100%. I'm interested to hear what your second one is because I know that our, my second one is is also shared by you. Okay. Keely Ringo is an unbelievable coverage corner. Sure. But at this point, I'm really struggling to not use the word soft when I talk about his physicality and his willingness to get his nose in there and tackle. It. It's not just this game. Nope. It's not been his entire career, which is what is frustrating because... He has gotten his nose in there. He's got an incredible size for his position and should be a a brute. He should be an absolute physical force in terms of blowing up blocks on screenplays, in terms of getting his nose to the football yeah. and making tackles. But lately, and specifically in this game, um, he was getting abused by, by wide receivers blocking him. Clint, that is not, that is not good. No. I don't like it at all. Again, there's no better coverage player on our team than Keely Ringo. And he's and he makes some crazy town place. And just almost effortlessly seems to be in position on some of these coverages. Yeah. But that you sh he almost effortlessly tries to tackle the ball carrier when the ball carrier comes near him too, oh, and that therein lies the problem. There I is think, less Keely than Renette. effort when he yeah, tackles. Exactly, that is um, he is soft in those. I look total speculation. This is overreaction, Daniel. Yeah, I just called our second best defensive player soft, so it's probably overreaction. He's not our second best player on defense. Mm. He's not even close to our second best player on defense. He'll be the second player off this defense drafted. How about he that? He will be, and that is exactly why I think he is soft, Daniel, because yeah. he knows it. Yeah. He got the word. Yeah. And Kirby has asked him yeah. twice this season, do yeah. you want to play? Yeah. He's asked, do you? And I think Keely Ringo, if he had the choice right now, would be like, no. I don't think he wanted to play in this game. He didn't. That, he did not want to play in this I game. I hope he wants to play in the next three. Me too. I think, but I don't I think, think he, he wanted to play in this one. In yeah. April and March. I think he knows the combine. Yeah. I think he knows the results. I think he knows the, the measurables. Um, here's my biggest thing. Uh, Chaz needs to never see the field ever again for UGA. Oh, no. Ever. Your job. I don't need you to sack the quarterback. We have talked on this on this pod a bunch of times. Sacks 
are an inflated statistic that don't mean too much. Okay. Right. Pressure havoc means a lot, mm-hmm. especially when they come up against Georgia because they want to get the ball out because they know how talented we are. All you have to do, Chaz, lit- literally for this defense to have success is you're on an edge and you keep that outside shoulder of the tackle just turn, firmly in place. Just just turn him back in. That's <laughs> just all you turn have to him do. In. Mm-hmm. Because we got dudes over there. Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. All of our linebackers. Yeah. Just go watch tape of every play of Nolan Smith's entire career. Every play. And try to somehow channel your inner four. Because it? um, it's not great. No. Clint. It's, a, it's the liability, Daniel. There were two guys being picked on this game. Chaz and Keeley were picked on repeatedly. They found the weak link and they went at him. Other than that, Daniel, this defense is And again, out. you're splitting hairs. I am. A defense that gave up seven points in meaningful football. I, I am. And okay. again, this defense is, go look at the statistics. Is elite. I'm not making this up. That's we correct. Are, we are dang near close to last year's defense. Very, very, very close. That is freakish. Okay. It is. And again, the teams we're going to play in the playoff are worse than last year's Alabama, at least. Better than Georgia Tech, worse than all the teams we've already faced. That's right. Okay, good. Okay. Well, including South Carolina. Okay. We did beat them, didn't we? we I can't remember them. back no, that we, far. We beat them. Two other schools that were trying to get in the playoffs did not. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. Well, who did we not beat, though? All right. That well, I guess we'll see y'all next time on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Um, keep keep firing at those parlays, fellas. We get will get listen. We're get out there. Get after it. You have the full support of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast behind you. We're pulling for you. <laughs> that is. Uh, we will see y'all on Tuesday for more thoughts, more takes as we get ready for the SEC championship game this weekend. We'll see y'all later.